Three Women of Christ are on a mission, and we've joined together Dr. Michelle Watson-Canfield, Rhonda Stoppe, and Leanne Mancini to share godly advice, information, and encouragement for everyone who is raising the next generation of warriors for Christ. So let's dig deeper. We all know that parenting is hard work and life can get busy. We've done the research to help you. So let's dig deep with Leanne Mancini and work together to help you raise strong Christian kids. Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield is a national speaker, author, podcaster, and a licensed professional counselor of 27 years. Rhonda Stoppe is a best-selling author, speaker, and podcaster who has helped countless women build no-regret lives. And myself, Leanne Mancini, podcast host of the Raising Christian Kids podcast, Bible professor at Southford Bible College and Theological Seminary, and author of Raising Kids to Follow Christ, Instilling a Lifelong Trust in God. Hi, ladies. Hi, glad to be back. Glad to have you. (laughs) We're going to get right into it. Being a Christian, okay, being a Christian parent in this chaotic, sinful world can sometimes be frightening, right? Parents are scared about the influences culture will have on or already has on their children. So how can parents courageously stand up against anti-Christian influence when they see their teens are being led in a different direction? In my book, Moms Raising Sons to Be Men, one of the one of the topics are the culture war, facing the culture war. And what I point out in that section of the book is that every generation has wrestled with a culture war. There were temple prostitutes. There were homosexual temple male prostitutes in Paul's day. There were all kinds of things that were facing them that we're facing now. I mean, homosexuality was rampant during the Roman era when Paul was preaching. But I love what Paul said. In fact, in first Ecclesiastes 1.9, King Solomon said, there's nothing new under the sun. And I think we know that, but we also feel like this is just the worst time in history. And it's really not. It's just hit our history. It's faced us with something that we were hoping we'd never have to deal with in our own Christian homes. But what I love is Paul's example in first Corinthians 1.23, He says, what I'm going to do is preach Christ and him crucified. So the great reminder is let the main thing be the main thing. When we train our children to love God with all of our being, when we realize that, yes, there is all kinds of chaos and anti-Christianity approaching their generation. I mean, my 15 grandchildren are going to face persecution like I have never experienced. And I want to rescue them. I want to protect them. I want them not to have to experience. I don't want to run somewhere with them. But if God's called them to this in their generation, he's called us to equip them. And I think when we lose sight of the main thing, when we're yelling at the TV because of all the stuff that's you know changing our world and the anti-Christian things we're seeing, that's not what God's called us to. He says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities of darkness. But their only hope for the world, the only hope for me is Christ. And I know the woman I would be without Christ. I I know the worldview I would have without Christ. And I think helping our kids see that. Mommy didn't always have this godly worldview. But once I surrendered my heart to Jesus as my Lord and Savior, and he came to indwell me, now I see things through his eyes. And I have compassion on people 
who are blinded because Satan has blinded them and he comes to kill, steal, and destroy them. And our only way we're going to change any chaos in our culture is by sharing the gospel. So let the main thing be the main thing. Let's have compassion on the lost and share Christ. I love that, Rhonda. And I would just like to add, we worry about the times we're living in. Okay, well, remember reading in the Bible, you can bring it out to your children, your teens, and show them. They were actually eating their children, putting them in the oven and eating their children. They were offering up them as sacrifice. So, you know, Mm -hmm. sit down with our teens and and show them where it's always been evil. There's always been a bad, evil influence on society, but that there's also good. So it's always that that fight between good and evil. And you be the good. You you be be the the good. good. Yeah. And, and I think if your children have, if you have a good apologetic, if you understand what, why you believe what you believe, instead of just telling your children to believe, help them to understand why they believe. I interviewed Dr. Lisa Miller, who says 29% of our DNA is spiritual. Mm. We are created just like our genes to, determines our eye color and our hair color. We have 29% DNA spiritual beings. Spiritual, what does that mean? Okay, it's either evil or it's good. You know, which spirit are you going to rely on and and believe in? Yeah, it's so easy to criticize culture. And yet I once read this study that was done with teen kids where they said, adults are always telling us what to say no to, but nobody's telling us what to say yes to. And I think we're in unison here in our trio to say, Let's teach our kids the song of yes. What can you focus on? Where do you want to have an impact to be a world changer? Instead of putting the emphasis on what to avoid and what not to think. And again, I love that we're quoting so much scripture today because in Matthew eleven sixteen and 17, here are the words of Jesus then. He said, to what can I compare this generation? Same question we're asking today. He says, it is like children playing a game in the public square. Oh my goodness, doesn't that sound like TikTok or any social media quote unquote game where kids are being taught games? You're like, no, 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 this isn't just a game. Your life has value and purpose and you you get one life to live. What do you want that to look like? But then Jesus went on to say, they complained to their friends and he said, here's what they said. We played wedding songs and you didn't dance. So we played funeral songs and you didn't mourn. Isn't that a wild scripture? Jesus said, in other words, everything is backwards. It's all turned on its head. So again, what do teenagers, especially or kids want to say yes to? They're going to follow our lead one way or the other. And so mom and dad, I'm saying, what are you modeling to your kids? Another scripture I've loved is 2 Timothy 1, 5 says, I'm reminded, Paul says to Timothy, of your sincere faith, which first lived in who? your grandmother. And you guys, last summer, I was driving into church and listening to this podcast where this pastor named Dick Foth had this photo of his his wife with all the grandkids around and tears were pouring down my cheeks. I'm like, because I married into a family where we just had our 16th grandbaby born and I'm an instant mom and grandma now three years going, I'm never going to be that grandmother or mother that these kids need, because I'm not part of their history. I'm a part of their now. I walked into church, and this was the scripture the pastor started with. Mm -hmm. And I went, 
oh my goodness. I talked to him afterwards. I'm like, you spoke to me. And he said, I didn't include this in the first service. I knew it was for oh, someone. Like wow. it was for me. And you guys, here is what this scripture, how it came alive for me. Again, I'll read it again. I'm reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother, Lois, and your mother, Eunice. Not like the sincere faith you taught it, were taught at church or learned in school. It's that you saw lived out at home. And he says, I'm convinced it now lives in you also. And I looked up in the Greek, the word sincere means genuine and undisguised. So we get to live without a mask on, a real Christianity in front of our kids. And that's what is obviously going to have more impact than anything out there. Absolutely. Yes, this is so good. This is what raising Christian kids is all about. In that section of my book that talks about the culture war, it addresses that teenagers are asking, who am I and how do I fit in? And for some, they weren't raised by a wonderful mom and dad. Our oldest son, Tony, didn't come to our family until he was 15 years old, and he had not been raised well. In fact, it had been painful what he had experienced. So we had to find a way to show him his worth by loving him unconditionally, by showing him how much Christ loved him. And he came to a place where he surrendered his heart to Christ. But my husband was in youth ministry for 18 years. And about 25 years ago, one of the churches that we had planted in Austin, Texas, was thriving. And one young man in that community committed suicide. And then there were imitations. There were, what's the word I'm looking for? They they copied. It was a copycat. And other kids copied and committed suicide as well. And the reality is... That is an epidemic among our teenagers. So we can look at all the scary stuff that's out there and not realize that maybe behind closed doors in a bedroom where your kid is being bullied through social media by the friends. It used to be they just got bullied at school. Now it comes home with them. Mm -hmm. And if you are not watching what's happening, you're allowing them to be bullied even in your home. And these kids the, the important, I got to quote Dr. Tim Clinton and Dr. James Dobson. They did an interview about suicide and I got to put it, include it in this chapter. I'm going to just read what Clinton said. Why do these kids go out and party like they do? Why are they getting so messed up with drugs and alcohol and stuff? Why do they experiment? It's peer pressure. You're right. But how about just filling the emptiness in their own soul? If you're made for relationships and your relationships are broken, they're not working. You're going to reach for something else to anesthetize your pain. And the reality is that's what happens. That's why they, you know, feast on, you know, social media or pornography or, you know, the parties or just let me just be with a crowd. You know, I remember when my son Brandon was going through hormonal changes when he was an adolescent and he was just struggling with how he was feeling. And I remember telling Brandon, dude, don't ever smoke a joint because if you do, you're going to like it and it's going to make you feel better And because your hormones are out of control. Let me explain what's going on with your body. The world says there's a way to make yourself feel better, but you'll be having to use that for the rest of your life. You'll never feel better. But if we don't have those conversations, if we're afraid we bring it up, going to plant an idea in their head, that's not true. Talk about suicide. Talk about you know the lie. Talk about where you fit in. Have those conversations, connect with them and make them feel worth your time. And if you are a parent that doesn't know what to say or how to ask good questions, again, the three of us are bringing resources that we have. So in my book, Let's Talk, conversation starters for dads and daughters. 
They're also moms have used this with their daughters or sons too. It doesn't, it's not gender specific, but I have questions there on 60 topics, suicide, gender identity, cutting, bullying, cyberbullying, sex, all the, so you can have a script there, mom and dad, if you don't know what to say, because we're all saying here, keep the conversation going. Very, very good points. And we'll have links in the show notes to both books also, to your, to all your books, what you, you girls have put out. You know, I'm excited about my book. It's coming out in 2024. Raising Kids to Follow Christ, Instilling a Lifelong Trust in God. Ooh, because like if that. you can trust God and you start very young with these children and you have an open communication, an open line of communication with them, and you're loving and you're kind, and they're not fearful to come to you when they need you, and you're not too busy to listen to them when they do need you, and you start this early, then by the time they're teenagers and they face these secular, anti-Christian, evil influences, they're going to come to you. And Mm -hmm. I think one of the most important things you can do is don't beat yourself up if you haven't had these discussions again with your kids, okay? It's never too late. It's never too early. Sit down with your teen and apologize and say, hey, I've not been here for you. I want to be here for you. Is there anything that's happening that you want to talk about? Or I've noticed a change in your personality. Let's discuss what's going on. I'm not going to judge you. I'm going to work with you to find solutions because you're always going to come against up against evil and you're going to have to make a decision between right and wrong. And I want to be your coach, your cheerleader, and your parent. Yeah. You know, we can go back to scripture again. Psalm 78 says, I will teach you hidden lessons from our past. Stories we've heard and known. Stories our ancestors handed down to us. We will not hide these truths from our children. We will tell the next generation about the glorious deeds of the Lord, about his power and his mighty wonders. And because teenagers have really been my jam, I guess you could say, since I was 19, I've I've invested most of my adult life in connecting with teens. And so many times, I think they're drawn to the messy stories out there, you know, all those quote-unquote reality shows where they're more of a train wreck maybe than their lives. And I'm like, what would happen if parents started telling more of their messy stories? Tell the stories from your past, but then you get to tell how God redeemed you, and you get to be the your reality TV in, in living form right in their home. Ladies, this is so good. And as always, I'm so thankful to have you on the Raising Christian Kids podcast to share your wisdom. And this is how we all work together to raise strong Christian kids. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app.